Hello, and welcome to another edition of the TV Astronomers. And we have back with us John Drummond, who has been absent for a while. Hello, John. How's it going there? Yeah, good, Gareth. Yeah, um, and apologies for my uh, disappearance for a little while. My mother passed away uh, about a week or so ago, and um, so we've been tied up with the funeral and, and things like that, family matters. Uh, my mother was the, the one who got me into astronomy when I was 10 years old. We were walking along a road in Gisborne, and she looked up from Rutini Road, looked up and said, look, John, there's the pot in Orion. And uh, the moment mum pointed out the pot to me when I was, you know, at that young age, something just went boom inside my head, and I was just absolutely fascinated with astronomy since then. So, uh, so thanks, mum, for getting me into astronomy, and uh, may you... Rest eternal among the stars. Well, all our condolences, John, to you and to your family. It's a, it's a terrible thing losing your mum. It's really yeah. sad. I'm really Thanks, sad. Thanks, Gareth. Anyhow, uh, we have decided to do this particular talk to discuss Comet Leonard, which is about to appear in our sky. John, you were you were a famous a famous comet hunter. So please. Enlighten us. Yeah, so Comet Leonard is named after Greg Leonard, the man who discovered uh, the comet. He discovered it on the 3rd of January of this year, 2021, and it was the first comet this year to be discovered, so it was called Comet 2021, as in the year 2021, A1, meaning the first comet in the first half of January of this year, so it's called the, the technical name is Comet 2021A1 Leonard. Uh, so it's it's quite an amazing comet. Uh, it was it has an orbit of about eighty thousand years. So it takes eighty thousand years to go from the furthest point from the sun to come in around the sun and then go out again. So it's quite a long way out. Um, it goes out to around about 600 million kilometers from the sun. And the interesting thing about Comet Leonard is, as it's coming in, it's actually picking up speed. It's heading toward Venus, and on the, um, on uh, sort of around about the 18th of, of December, it'll only be four million kilometers from Venus. So it'll be hooning towards Venus and using, getting pulled in by Venus's gravity, picking up speed and it, and it will get so fast that it'll actually sh shoot past Venus and carry on into outer space and disappear from our solar system forever, never to return. Oh, wow, that's sad. Yeah, yeah, we'll lose it. Oh, dear. <laughs> Maybe we should have put something on the front of it, a uh, camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, be, on the back of it, actually, would have been good, right? We'd have seen ourselves disappearing. Yeah, that yeah, 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 that's right. So tell us, John, um, can people in the north, northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere see, see it? So people in the northern hemisphere have been enjoying nice views and photographs of it over the last you know, month or, or, or so. But from roughly tonight-ish, uh, the mid-December, 15th of December, 2021, it's going to be coming into the southern hemisphere and appearing in the western sky after sunset. So over the next week or a couple of weeks, it will slowly inch its way up from the sunset in the west 
uh, and get higher and higher in the sky. Technically, it should be brightest about now, and as it goes up in the west uh, and you know climbs into the darker sky, it'll probably fade, uh, fade off a little bit. But probably tonight, if people can look out to the west, you'll see Venus, the really bright star, and in, uh, in the in the west. And if you scan that area with binoculars, you might see um, you know, a little comet with a little tail uh, pointing away from it. Now, it's always hard to predict how bright a comet will be. Uh, back in 1973, there was a comet called Comet Kahutek, and people were saying it was going to be the comet of the century, uh, it's going to be the end of the world, religious cults were saying it's the end of the world, uh, ushering the end of the world and so on, and it was a fair fizzer. Uh, it was it was okay photographically, but it certainly didn't live up the, to the hype. So since then, people who study comets are rather uh, reserved in their predictions of how bright a comet will be. A glorious, but, na a glorious name, though. I remember it. Uh, comet Kahutek. Um, <laughs> did, did Jim Kahutek discover it? Uh, oh, I'm not sure of his first name, but he was a professional astronomer. He discovered a couple of comets. And, and that comet, Comet Kahutek, was visible uh, from New Zealand in sort of around about December uh, 1973. And I was up the Cook Observatory in Disborne here with some mates doing a meteor shower all night long, uh, looking at a meteor shower. And we saw the comet rising in the east just before the sun. And with 10 or 50 binoculars, it looked quite nice. It had a nice little tail coming away from it and so on. So that was the first comet that I saw, uh, and that sort of got me interested in comets. Well, John, if ever I was to discover a comet, still a possibility with my new scope, then I might change my name to Deed Paul, you know, to, to something like Ag Gareth Agamemnon. So then it would be Comet <laughs> Agamemnon. And everyone yeah, would right. say, wow, Comet Agamemnon. With Comet Davies, that doesn't, no disrespect to all the Davies out there, doesn't quite have the ring that it of Agamemnon. Anyway, yeah. so, so the people in the north have been having a great view, and now it's our, our turn. That's right. So, so if you look to the west uh, and scan, basically you, you start at the horizon and scan with binoculars left and right and move up, uh, sort of not far from Venus, then you might come across a comet. It might be naked eye. You might be able to just go out there and see a comet with a tail and go, wow, that's easy to spot. Or probably you'll be going, oh, yeah, I think that little fuzzy blob might be the comet. Uh, where's my binoculars? Have a look at it, and you might see a, a bit of a tail coming away from it and so on. So like you say, like we say in astronomy, cats are like uh, comets are like cats. They do what they want, when they want. They ask nobody's permission, and they have tails. Ah, so, yeah. Excellent, John. I do remember when, I think it might have been Hale-Bopp, and that was visible in the West, and I remember having a tremendous view and telling all my friends to go and look at it. Yeah. Uh, but it, I read the next day in the paper that a number of people in Auckland had been taken by the incredible view they had that night, and it turned out that it was a vapour trail from a Air New Zealand jet flying to Sydney. So yes, I, and it was quite embarrassing. There was quite a well-known astronomer who um, had a TV crew with him, and he said, there's a comet, and it was streamed on live TV. That was a comet, and yeah, it was just a vapor trail. <laughs> I think that, I think that um, it was during that 
that particular filming, I also saw it. I remember stopping on K Road and getting out of the car and thinking, oh my golly gosh, look at that. It's so amazing. And and then the next day, it was a, the article was about this chap who'd, who'd been in the film crew. So there you go. So all you comet watchers, beware. And uh, Naked Eye is a possibility. Is is a possibility. Is it one it of is. the closest? Is it one of the closest we've had, or is it a, a long way away or an average way distance? From uh, they're saying it's the, the it will be the brightest comet this year, right at the end of the year. So so you know that's a good indication that yep, it's the best comet this year. Um, on the twelfth, thirteenth of December, it was thirty five million kilometers from Earth. Uh, on the eighteenth of December, it'll be four billion million kilometers from Venus, and if you go out with a pair of binoculars, the field of view of a pair of binoculars is, is about five degrees. So if you look, find Venus, the brightest star um, in the west, look to the left of it um, with your binoculars, then hopefully you'll be able to see the comet. Now, this comet, as it comes around from the sun, it gets closest to the sun on the 3rd of January, when it's around about 0 0.6 astronomical units from the sun, which means... The distance between the sun and the earth is one astronomical unit so it gets closest to the sun at 0.6 so it's roughly 60 60 percent of the distance from earth to the sun that's when it gets closest to the sun right. and they're hoping that round about now uh there will be a thing called the forward scattering of light where sunlight comes through the dust especially if it's a dusty comet comes through the dust in the tail and the coma, which is the hazy envelope surrounding the head, and starts lighting it up, and it might make it a little bit brighter. It's like, kind of like driving along a road, and you see the sprinklers you know, on the side of the road for irrigation, for you know, horticulture, and if you get it just right where the sun is behind the sprinkler, suddenly you see all the, 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 the oh, yes. water from the sprinkler being lit up with the, with the forward scattering of light. And they're hoping that the comet might do the same thing, where um, the dust particles in the comet gets gets get uh, heated up, or actually lit up by the sun, and it makes it brighter. But we'll see. But we'll see see how it goes. And it's never coming back. Is that unusual? Um, we there has there was a comet uh, a few years ago discovered that came from another solar system, so it, it's quite unusual for unusual for it to happen. But it's actually getting a slingshot effect. How we send probes to other planets is we aim the probe to go just behind the planet and then the, the probe gets a bit of a gravitational assist from the planet as it goes past it and it speeds up in orbit. And so too with Comet Leonard, it's going to get a gravitational assist with Venus and then get shot out into the solar, of the solar system. Wow. So something special. When will be the last uh, day we'll be able to see it? Well, it's, it's, it's going to be probably visible, especially with binoculars, into January, early January. And if with a telescope, you'll see it, uh, you know, further into, into 2022. It's quite interesting. As it leaves the sun and Earth, it's going to be heading towards a point in space. And... Over the next few nights, you'll easily see it from one night to the other, slowly, you know, move among the stars. Uh, but from roughly like mid-January onwards, 
it'll be heading to a point in the sky where it's just going to be heading in that direction so it's not going to be changing changing position much as it heads away from the solar system but as time goes on maybe into february march and so on you'll need telescopes and, and so on to, to track it until finally it, it gets too far from the sun uh it's the coma settles down hasn't got the uh the 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 radiation from the sun to stimulate the coma and it will slowly fade away into nothingness and john it sets as we turn as the earth turns away it effectively sets as venus sets yeah um so tonight for gisborne uh say this what's the day the 15th of december the sunset is at 20 30 pm now of course down there stewart island and, and cargill it'll be later because they've got a, a wider longitudinal range but for New Zealand, as an example, the sun sets at 8.30 and the comet sets at 9.06. But say on the 20th of, of December, the sun sets in Gisborne at, at 8.32, but the comet will be setting at uh, roughly about 11.30pm. Ah, okay. So, so if, each night, the comet will be seen to be setting oh, very roughly about 40 minutes later uh, in, until it reaches a point where it's heading away from the Earth and then it will just be sitting in that realm of the sky, uh, you know, until it disappears. So it'll become more and more easy to spot uh, yes. the dark night sky as we progress through December and into January. Yeah? Exactly, that's right. Yeah, as it, as it starts heading up into the, um, into the astronomical twilight um, realm, uh, where it's not setting just after the sun, it should be visible easier. Uh, it will fade off in brightness a little bit, and bear in mind the full moon is on the 18th of December. So the full moon is going to be washing out the sky too, so that's, that's never a good thing for a comet. But people don't need to panic, right, that they will be able to see it um, probably at its best um, just after Christmas, would that be right? Um, no, probably the best is uh, the, over the next few nights. Oh uh but probably probably over the next week but uh again it's really hard to predict with a comet okay. uh but probably over the next week will be the best but then as it climbs up and in, into the darker sky yeah it should hold its own for a little while uh the moon will be really bright on the 18th of, of december uh, the best place to go to see the comet is out, say you're in Auckland, go out to uh, Piha Beach or something to, where you look to the west. Right. Uh, we've got the dark, the, the, the sea to the west of you yes. uh, with your binoculars. So get away from street lights, get a low western horizon and just scan with binoculars and hopefully you'll see it. Now, if you do want a star chart, the Royal Astronomical Society of New Zealand has put a star chart on their website. So it is rasnz.org, O-R-G, dot N-Z. So rasnz.org, dot N-Z. And Alan Gilmore, uh, who you interviewed recently, he's put a star chart on there. So it'll show you a chart of the comet uh, with the line with ticks for each day uh, when the comet is. And it shows you where Venus is, Saturn is, Jupiter is, and so on, to give you a reference point. Okay, well, thank you, John. That sounds uh, fascinating, uh, getting out there and looking at it. Hopefully, it'll be um, 
naked eye viewing uh, or binocular viewing, but I'm certainly looking forward to looking at it through my uni telescope because some of the shots I've seen from the Northern Hemisphere have been absolutely amazing. So there you go, everyone. This is something to look out for. Um, if you would like to follow our podcast, we're available on the Kiwi Astronomers YouTube channel. We're also available on Apple and on Google Podcasts. So there you go. We hopefully going to talk about the James Webb Space Telescope sometime soon. And John has promised me that uh, we will do that because it is going up and it's going to be something truly amazing. And hopefully, fingers crossed, it will all work. So fingers crossed, exactly. All of you out there, please cross those fingers. So until the next time, thanks for joining the Kiwi Astronomers and good viewing. Enjoy that comet, Leonard. Bye-bye. Take me to Callisto so I can see the stars. I want to view the Milky Way from a terraform base on Mars. From a terraform base on Mars. From a terraform base on Mars.